Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to it like Dan Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. I'm your very congested host, Brian Fisher. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BrianFisher971. With me today, as always, is the other host here at Lockdown Red Wings, Scotty Bentley. He's also the host at Lockdown Tigers, and you can find him on Twitter at Bentley Scotty. Scotty, how's it going today, man? It's going good. You sound good, man. You don't. You don't gotta. You don't gotta put the congested claws on there. You sound good. Well, you know, I got I visited the uh, sister this weekend, and her her ne- you know how kids are three year old nephews. They're just petri dishes. She did warn me ahead of time. She goes, "He's got a cold." I go, "Oh, what are the chances?" Well, the chances were high, evidently, Scotty, <laughs> because uh, three days later, I'm like, "Oh no!" Like we're, when we were recording last night, I knew I was like, "Oh man." I, I'm it's coming on and I woke up this morning thankfully a day off but uh I knew it was coming. that's nice at least yeah it was it lined up nicely just lounged around skipped the gym today bought Wendy's just just treated myself <laughs> to, through this cold really was honestly looking for an excuse to treat myself it's like oh got the sniffles I'm gonna go get Wendy's and a large coke <laughs> hey man treat yourself you gotta absolutely treat, treat yourself, yourself baby um so we well let's let's knock this out of the way first before before we get to the, the good stuff i want to thank you guys for making lockdown red wings your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms there boom out of the way Beauty. uh we are going to talk about the red wings go figure and today so the news came out that there were three players on maintenance days today and now typically scotty when it comes to maintenance days we don't really give them any second thought it's just like to give the guy a day off let him rest um, but recently, when Dylan Larkin went on maintenance day, and then when Jeff Blaschel said, we don't know when they'll come back, or hit when Larkin will come back, he didn't come back for a week. We don't know the reason why. We're not here to speculate why. But I, the reason I bring this up is that when he said the same thing on Wednesday about it being a maintenance day, but we don't know if they'll be available for the game against Washington— that raises the red flag. That's the comment. Not the maintenance day part, but that's the comment from Blasio that raises the flag of whether or not Lucas Raymond, who is, you know, we just got the first line back together, Phil Peronick, who consistently leads your D in ice time, him or Mo Sider, or, and Mark Stahl, who, you know, on a different tier from the other three, lower, but has still been consistently good this season. You know, it raises a red flag because that's three pretty big pieces of your roster, consistent everyday players, two of which are eat up huge minutes for this team. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, glad Larkin's back. He he's been producing. You know, se- seems to be uh, like we said. We're not we're not here to speculate uh, until he talks about it. We won't talk about it. But uh, there there are definitely some. You know, going forward, it'll be interesting to see how. Uh, obviously, Blashill is a is a very very much a a mixer and matcher of lines, and when. People go down like that. It's uh, it's always uh, a guessing game on what kind of lines you're going to see the next game, and especially with um, with with Valeno, like we talked about last week. You know, there's 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 still some some 
different combinations and things that could happen going forward. And, and, and they could end up being nothing. They could just be, you know what, we just played three games in, what, five days? Like maybe, you know, just giving some people a, a, a day off of practice. Who knows? But um, for the time being, all we know is that they didn't skate on practice yesterday. And uh, and and it'll be interesting. Like like I said, it'll be interesting to see kind of how Blashell handles it. Yeah, and I don't want to overreact, so to speak, and be like, oh, we you know losing down three, actually four players because Troy Stetcher has got an undisclosed injury. He's getting uh, a second opinion on as well. That also came out today as well. I don't want to be like, oh, we're four players down for the game against Washington on Thursday because we don't know that for sure. I mean, in all honesty, it probably is just maintenance day. But it's just that that last time we saw that, it wasn't just a maintenance day. There was something else going on. We don't know what it is still. Again, not trying to speculate. But, you know, this lineup could look very different if just, say, Lucas Raymond didn't play. Because like, let's be honest, right now, Scotty, out of the three players that I mentioned, four players that I mentioned, that's the biggest name. We just got the, that first line back together on, on Sunday against the Vegas Golden Knights. They looked great against Vegas. They looked good against Edmonton, even though most of the scoring in that game came from the depth scoring. Vlad Nemesnikov, thank you. But, you know, you, you don't want, if you want this team to find consistency, and a lot of this, good NHL teams are able to find consistency even when your best players are out. But for a team like the Detroit Red Wings who are still building, you need a top line to remain competitive. And they've had trouble for multiple different reasons keeping the top line together. And if Lucas Raymond is out tomorrow. I'm not saying he will be because it was just a maintenance day and chances are he still probably will play. But if he does not play, that will have a huge effect on the, the potential lineup for this team against Washington. Yeah. Big time in Washington as yeah, I mean, we've played them before and we can, we'll, we'll get into a, you know, talk about that game specifically later, but that's, that's a very deep team. That's a very, very deep team, top to bottom. And the ability to have as many men on deck and, and finding a right combination of people that, that you know, the, the bottom six are going to be just as important as the top six when it comes to playing a team with that much depth. You're not just going head-to-head with a top line and seeing who comes out on top. You know, that, that's, that's such a deep team that, that those, uh, th- those line combos and, and how they're set up are, are going to be vital um, in, in a team that has that much depth on it. Well, and also, if Lucas Raymond does not play, if the guy they had slotted it on that first line for him today was Carter Rowney. And I don't know if that, that maybe was just a practice line to slot a guy in there, but if that's the guy they're going to run with on that wing, if Lucas Raymond does not play, dude's got one point in five games of the Red Wings. He's not consistently in the lineup. That will have a huge effect on the effectiveness of that top line. And that is what concerns me the most. I think Larkin and Bertuzzi will probably give them, I don't give them most players and they'll probably be pretty good. Still Bertuzzi's just like you said, we've talked about, he's a spark. Larkin's a good mm-hmm. setup, man. You give him a competent winger and that first line's going to still be pretty good, but I don't see Carter Rowney. I, I don't like talking bad about players, but Carter Rowney on the top line will drag that team, that line's ability down. Yeah, yeah, no, and and we've seen some other combinations of uh, players at center, and we haven't and wing, and and we haven't really found anyone up there that uh, can can kind of glue that line together and do some provide some patchwork, even if if it is just for a game or two yet. Um, so yeah, that Rooney, you know, 
fine depth piece. Not not really looking for him to be in our top six, though. No, I don't think he will be. I don't. I'd be really surprised if they actually rolled Carter Rowney out there <laughs> on the top yeah. line. I'd be shocked because I. And we talked about how your depth players play best in their positions that they're designed for. But I, Robbie Fabry could slide up there on the top wing and be fine. So could Philip Zadina. I think they could fill that role fine. Just Carter Rowney would be an interesting choice. I don't think they would stick with that. I do. You don't think they would, do you? No, okay, I don't. <laughs> Glad we're in agreement on that. It's just, it's just interesting that they slotted him up there on the top line. But that also, if you think about it this way, if they're putting Rowney on the top line during practice, that could speak to the fact that despite Blashill saying he doesn't know if they're available, that could just be them being tight-lipped because they're always so tight-lipped about everything. Um, they don't want to like show their hand be like, oh, yeah, he'll be back tomorrow. No big deal. Because if it was a serious, like Raymond was seriously going to be out, they probably would have brought somebody up from the lower line who would seriously mm -hmm. take that spot. But because they didn't practice Fabry, they didn't practice Zadina on that top line, that would actually lead me to believe, as I'm talking about it, that Lucas Raymond probably will be back against Washington, and they just gave the rookie a day off to rest his body because it's hard for rookies in their first NHL season sure. to play the full season. No, that's definitely encouraging. I think people ju just still have, you know, PTSD about Bertuzzi last year. You know <laughs> what I mean? And how it was just like, oh, like he's just missing a practice. No big deal, everybody. Day -day. And then uh, and then he was out for the remainder of the season, and he was just day-to-day -day forever. So. Yeah. Whenever the <laughs> wings say anything, you don't believe it. Like yes. they, they don't, they don't. They run it. such a tight ship, Nothing. man. And that's why we kind of. It, it's sometimes I think looks bad when you speculate on like, oh, it's a maintenance day. What will the lineup look like? Because it looks like it's reactionary radio, like your, their radio. There's my uh, reactionary <laughs> podcasting. Um, but because the wings are so tight-lipped, you never know what the truth is on the matter. Which is why it's kind of like, let's talk about this situation if they don't play tomorrow, and. With the fact, again, like Bertuzzi, all last year, day-to-day, -day, didn't know. Larkin, maintenance day, didn't play for a week. Maintenance day could mean anything, which is why it's like, okay, well, let's talk about if he doesn't play tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. And and there are, there are, a, like, I, I, I'm trying to even picture what those lines would look like because, I mean, even we talked about earlier in the week with scouting, like with how those lines are perfectly kind of checks and balances like together and perfectly put together to provide, to give so much production and who can, can get that as close to him as possible. So I think, uh, I, I think taking a look, like you said, at the possible lines and, and who we could possibly see mix and mashed around is, is, is very interesting. Yes, it is. And you know what else is interesting? What's that, Brian? BetOnline.ag. That is interesting. That is interesting because they are back and they are better than ever. They have a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use their promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC. Oh, let me take a breath. That's so many sports, Scotty. So many. I know. Uh, your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. 
Gretzky had it, lost it. Eisenman picks it up. Eisenman moving. Blue line chance. Oh! All right, Scotty, we will continue to break down this. Uh, the guys missing out of the lineup here before we get to our Washington Capitals game preview in the third segment. But before that, we just remembered we had another Oracle moment. It's like three podcasts in a row. We had another Oracle moment. And uh, Fantastic. It, it was revolving around a good friend of ours at Isa Rohan on Twitter. And uh, why don't you describe the situation? Because at this point when it happened, I was out of it i was passed out yes yeah, so so uh you uploaded the episode right afterwards yeah yeah and it went live immediately because it was after midnight right and so he lives way far away so for him this was middle of the day right and uh he was like oh yeah i just uh i i, I just was listening to the podcast and he goes he goes you know in his in his non-american lingo he goes lads <laughs> he started a Twitter group chat with us. He goes, lads, lads, you will not believe what just happened. And he sends us a picture. He goes, I literally just started listening to the show. And I just heard the part where Scotty said, uh, if you guys need me to say, like, hey, you're going to find a $5 bill on the street or something, like, that can happen. Uh, like, I, I'm the Oracle. I can make anything happen. He said right after he heard that, less than 30 seconds later, he found a $5 bill on the road and took a picture and sent it to us as proof. Just, I, I was freaking out in my bed at 2 o'clock in the morning. Freaking and, out. And I'm passed out at this time. I wake up the next day, and oh, I didn't even see it for hours after that because I don't. I never got the notification. And uh, I checked it later, and I was just like, you got to be kidding me. And Isaac Rohan said that he's going to play the lottery now, so you got to hurry up and, like, say some numbers. So <laughs> Isaac Rohan can get that. There you go. Okay, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let the Oracle, I'll let it, you know, my powers charge up. And then on Friday's show, we'll end Friday's show, I'll just spew out some random numbers. You can play the lotto. The numbers, Mason. Uh, exactly. So... The question becomes, do you use your powers for good or self-gain? You know what? I mean, I might have to hit up betonline.ag. There you go. You know, I, might, I, might have to, I might have to dabble in there. Lucas but, Raymond uh, will win the Calder. Yes, yes. So the, the Red Wings will make the playoffs. There, there you go. go. Speak it into existence, baby. And now, if that happens, if either of those things happen, we got to go back, clip this, and be like, guys, we did it again. All us. You have us We to don't think. miss. We don't we miss. We just don't miss. Oh, man. That's, that's crazy, though, that that keeps happening. Um, but anyways, back to those Detroit Red Wings. Segway. Smooth transition. What I'm smooth. good at. Real good. Butter sizzle. <laughs> there are a few more players. We talked about Lucas Raymond because he's obviously the number one guy. Uh, Mark Stahl and Phil Peronik also had maintenance days. Again, pretty sure they're going to play. We don't want to make more of it than it is, but it's interesting because how tight-lipped the Red Wings are that we like to have fun with the lineups, assuming they don't play. If they were not to play, you know, that's... And with Troy Stetcher getting a second opinion, that would leave us three defensemen down. One, who consistently gets the most minutes on your uh, a night. I mean, three defensemen, Scotty, that's a huge blow to this team's lineup. Yeah, especially because this is very much a team in its current state that does not have a lot of defenseman depth. 
We have we have bodies there, you know, our our two assistant captains, uh, Lord bless them, are 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 still back there, uh, and and you know they they are they are our assistant captains. But um, <laughs> is that all the good things you can say about that's, them? That's, that they that's are my analysis the on them. Uh, no, no, Stahl's actually been pretty respectful. Yeah, yes. ever since, um, like you said we, before we started recording, ever since we stopped paying him $5 million a year, it's like, oh, he's actually decent. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. We literally talked about that right before we started recording. Yeah, no, that that's definitely, definitely, uh, it's, 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 his production becomes a lot more tolerable and actually encouraging at times when he's not getting paid, uh, you know, the the second highest salary on the team. Yeah, two million as opposed to what I think he was making, like what five million last season. That's a that's a lot. That's a lot bigger, a uh, lot easier pill to swallow. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. But so, continuing to look at the depth, you lose. So, worst case scenario, Chronic, Stall, and Stetcher do not play. You have obviously Osterlake can slide into the lineup. Um, you have to fill one more role on this defense. Who do you, if yeah. do you bring anyone up? Do you roll with five defensemen? Because you could do that. You'd have one of your one of your guys double pair. You could do that. Be, or do you call a defenseman up? Because like you said, the defense is a little bit... Eh. Uh, the depth is kind of... Five D-man scare me, man. Yeah, that scares me too. That's scary to me. I love Cider, but I don't think he's ready for double doubling up. Right, and and I, I I think if they did that, honestly, I think they would make it be Heronic. I think Heronic would be the doubled up. And I'm looking at so, this would be a situation where you wouldn't get a, you wouldn't get a guy who's been, like a a, a top prospect. You wouldn't get a guy call a guy up to get his like rookie debut. This would be a situation where you look at your depth and go, hey, who's a guy who has played NHL minutes before and can slide on up if need be? Uh, there are two players that uh, fit that bill in Grand Rapids. And they're well-known with the Detroit Red Wings organization at this point. That's Luke Wikowski and Brian Lashoff. They could eat the minutes. They could play the game. But if you're, you got to call up one of those two, right? Maybe Dan Renouf. He's another option, I suppose. Uh, but, like, I, I'm not sure. It's kind of a lose-lose situation. In a worst-case situation where three of those, all three of those guys are out, it's got to be one of those three guys you call up. Renew Fukowski or Lashoff. Maybe Jared McIsaac. I'm not. I don't know, man. I, I honestly have no clue who he would call up in this situation. I I think they're going to. I highly doubt they roll with five. They wouldn't. No. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. Not great options, right? Like, not saying Jared, Jared McIsaac's a good option because he's one of those guys who you expect to make the NHL roster in a couple of years, but not ready yet. And you don't want to, like, bring him up when he's not ready. So it's like, who's the next best option to fill that role? I, If I had to guess, Scotty, probably Luke Wachowski. You probably don't want to call Lashoff up because he's the captain of Grand Rapids. And anytime you get named captain of an NHL team, it kind of means your NHL career is dead. In, in all honesty, yeah, I, I, or maybe like I don't know, like he's been the captain. Maybe maybe you don't, and you're just like, hey, you're just like the captain. That's like your role. You're just like, That's what I don't I'm know, saying. man. Yeah, like it's got to be. I don't Luke. know if it's just for a game. Do you? Uh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine them being comfortable rolling into a game with five defensemen. 
No, they wouldn't be. And that's why I'm saying they have to call somebody up. I can't see it being Lash. If I'm logically doing process of elimination, it can't be Lash off because he's the captain of the of the Grand Rapids Griffins. And usually that means your NHL career is dead. They want to keep you in GR to help mentor the next generation of Red Wings on the Griffins roster. It, McIsaac, I wouldn't be comfortable bringing up just yet. I don't think that it would benefit him to play bottom pairing minutes on at the NHL level. Mm-mm. So, and I... It, Daniel Renouf, nah, not comfortable with. Luke Wachowski, again, because I'm not afraid of losing him on waivers. If, if When you go to send him back down, you put him on waivers. If he gets called, taken off waivers, big whoop. If he doesn't, okay, cool. He's a great depth defenseman we can call up whenever we need. And he brings an edge. We talk about all season long how these players, you know, they get beat up and the refs don't protect them, and all we have is Giovanni Smith. Get a guy in the back end who can do it too. Put Luke Wachowski on the bottom pairing. Have him play nine minutes a night, but he's going to be out there and he's gonna he's he's gonna have a presence. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I I think at a at a bare minimum, you call someone up that has some physicality with them, ha- has some size. You th- it fits the mold of the team that that they've been going for this year, and you know you make a few mistakes of defensively whatever your presence is still felt out there you know what i mean like at, at, at a minimum you 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 have something like that or, or you know more of a more of a veteran feel to it even if it's not a veteran you know what i mean um i, I don't know i it's really just not a fun situation no, to not. be in it, it really is that you're you're stuck between a rock and a hard place right. there i i i don't know man scotty i made my pick if we had to call a defenseman up I pick Luke Wachowski. You're on the fence right now. You can't make a decision. I'm going to gun to your head. Who do you call up? Uh, you were. I, I wish everyone could see Scotty's face right now because <laughs> it is so pained. Uh, he can legit yeah, I'll, not I make guess a I'll, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll go. I guess I'll go with Luke. Okay. I, I guess I will. I, guess, I will. I will. I will. <laughs> I, I'll go with Luke. I'll go with Luke. He was so pained. The look on his face is like, I don't want to do this. I don't like this. Yeah, I mean, you're down three men, man. That, that's just tough. No, I'll, I'll go with Luke. All right. Again, these were maintenance days. We don't know for sure any of these plays are actually going to be out. But we do this for fun just because, you know, if they are, if all these guys do miss in a worst case situation, the lineup will be shaken up. Um, yeah. We are going to take another quick break. And uh, on the other side of this, we will preview the game against the Washington Capitals, the second meeting of these two teams. First meeting, Wings beat them 4-3 in overtime. Here's Larkin. Scores! Dylan Larkin from Lucas Raymond. And the Red Wings come from 2-0 down to beat the Washington Capitals 3-2. All right, Scotty, segment three here on Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Uh, We are going to get to the Washington Capitals preview in just a second. But first, we want to talk about a tragic, I don't want to say lie, but we were led to believe something exciting was happening with the Detroit Red Wings on Twitter today. And uh, we were all let down very hard. Yes, very much. It was it was devastating, honestly. We got all of our hopes up and, and got absolutely just gut punched. Yeah. And that's partly, you know, part of the blame goes to Max Boltman, athletic beat writer for the Detroit Red Wings, because he posted the photo of what appeared to be dog kennel on the ice for the Detroit Red Wings and uh, got everyone excited thinking that the team was getting a dog, a team dog. 
And it turned out they were just doing family photos where you could bring your dog, and that's why the dog kennel, little dog house, was there. And uh, how this is where we need to talk about the fact that the Detroit Red Wings really do need to have a team dog. Like, Rally Al, cool, awesome. Goes back to, like, the 50s, throw the octopus on the ice. Dog. Always dog. Always dog. I uh, know. I, I, it was a big letdown. It was a big letdown in a big way. They tweeted the picture and said, "What is you know? What does this mean?" What everybody's like, "Oh my goodness, team dog!" You know, there, there's t- other teams have some team dog. I know the Capitals have like a, an adorable dog that, and they have a lot of players that have dogs, and they run around the ice sometimes and stuff. And everyone was so excited, and then it was just for like a photo shoot, and we we're like, "Oh, well." Yeah, and he got, I'm looking at it now, he got 29 replies and 271 likes, 35 retweets on this. What does it mean with the picture of the doghouse on center ice? So yeah, everyone all riled up. And then he responded with, oh, I'm just get, I'm getting told now that it's season ticket holder holiday photos. Way to, way to get us blue ball, just blue balled us. Absolutely. We all thought we were getting a, a dog. Nope. Thanks, Max. What the hell? But Thanks a lot, man. I feel like I'm also going to get flack because I said, Rally Al, cool, great. Like, thrown away, like, because you know how Red Wings fans are so passionate about their traditions. I love Rally Al. Let me put that out there right now. I love the octopus, guys. Don't hate it. <laughs> hey, the octopus. Ra- ra- <laughs> <laughs> wanna- you are, you are, there's some people out there that would probably be pretty upset about Immediately that, painted yeah. a target on my back. Like, no, I, I do love it. I was saying it for the meme, guys. It's good. <laughs> yes. No, I, I, it was devastating news, though. Right. Wanted a dog. We always want a dog. First, my parents say we're going to get a dog. Then we don't get a dog. Then Max Boltman says we're going to get a dog. And we don't get a dog. just keeps happening. I don't know when it's going to end. Just a sick cycle. <laughs> but anyway, let's get into these Washington, this Washington Capitol game preview. We've, we've, we've messed around enough. Um, and I'm sure we're not going to mess around at all talking about this. We never mess around. Always completely no, serious. Never. No uh, fun here. <laughs> So they play the third in Metropolitan Division, 6-2-4, and four, Washington Capitals, who are actually kind of down recently. They, they did get have their get-right game against the Buffalo Sabres last time out, but before that, they lost three straight. Kind of sounds familiar to how the Red Wings were, losing four straight before beating the Buffalo Sabres. But the Capitals are at home. You've already beaten them on the road, thanks to Dylan Larkin, overtime goal uh, two weeks ago at, at Washington. So looking ahead now to tomorrow, or today rather, you're on a three-game winning streak. You beat the Golden Knights. You beat the Edmonton Oilers. Are we feeling confident about this, Scotty? I am. I'm flying high, baby. I'm, I'm rolling in with a ton of confidence. And, and I, I know that there's, there's, as we talked about earlier, there's some questions about the availability of some players and stuff. But this is a team we've already beat. Yeah, already beat did. them. All, yeah, all you we need did. to do is give me that. All you need to do is give me give me a sliver of hope, and I'm going to take it. And and we've literally proven that we can beat this team. And, uh, the I, I mean, Edmonton, like that game, if the Oilers game doesn't happen, I, I may be a little more humble right now. But it did happen, so I won't be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to be humble because the Oilers game did happen, and we did look as good as we did. And so I'm, I'm flying high, baby. Well, and here's the thing to consider, too. So the Detroit Red Wings managed to keep Alex Ovechkin to one goal last time they played each other. They managed to keep Connor McDavid to one goal when they played the Oilers. 
Can they keep Ovechkin to one goal or, dare I say, less, assuming a best-case scenario where all your players play? I say so because that's one thing the Wings have been doing a good job on is taking care of assignments. They know a player that they have to cover, and they've been covering it well. I mean, the fact that they held Connor McDavid to just one goal, it's kind of crazy that you say a guy scores a goal and that's a good game for you, that, but that's just how dominant some of these guys are. They're good at David keeping tra- – just, yeah, I know. McDavid's crazy. <laughs> uh, so ridiculous, dude. Like, just like sidebar. Just, no. I, I mean – Un- unbelievable! Like, like the t- he, he is so talented. It, it you can't you can't explain how good he is to someone that that doesn't watch hockey. You literally can't. I was explaining. I think you said it best the other day, and I can't remember if we said it on the pod or off the pod. But what you had said was that Connor McDavid is better at hockey, more dominant at hockey than LeBron James and Mike Trout are at basketball and baseball, respectively. And I sat there and I thought to myself, I think you're right. Because there's so much more variance, and there's been studies on it. Hockey is a very luck-oriented game, more so than the other sports. Not saying there isn't skill involved, but compared to the other major sports, more luck involved in hockey than in any other sport. And for Conor McDavid to be as dominant as he is, despite all the variables and variances in the game, speaks to how truly capable he is. Not saying, not trying to discount what LeBron James does, not trying to discount what Mike Trout does or Shohei Otani because it's now it's all about showtime now. But what Connor McDavid does in a game this fast with this much bodies bouncing, with this much puck bouncing, it just is incredible. And it, that like that's the best you can do to describe to somebody who doesn't watch the game how good he is. Yeah, no, it's 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 borderline impossible. Like like it it, it truly is because. There is an el- hockey. There, there is such an element of of team. Like basketball is very. There's a lot of ISO ball. There's a lot of you know. LeBron is on the Cavs, and they're a playoff team. He's off the Cavs, and they're one of the worst teams ever. Yeah, like, exactly. There, there's a there's a lot of you know one man, and 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 LeBron is obviously one of the greatest athletes of all time. This isn't a, you know a, a discredit to anyone, and and. Mike Trout again. That's a very one-on-one sport. That's a. It, it is the definition of one-on-one. It is pitcher versus hitter, at you know twenty-seven times and or for twenty-seven outs, and and that's 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 it. It's it's all one v one, and you and you get to see firsthand. Okay, he dominated the opponent one-on-one, and you see it so much in those other two. Where hockey is, it's not one-on-one. Is, it's right. Not. It is. McDavid is out there doing things at all times against five other opponents and a goalie right against five other opponents that all have their eyes on him as well and it is and it is all the time and he still has that effect of of lebron on the Cavs, Uh, but but in a in a much more team oriented sport Yes, and, and, and with someone whose job is to stand and, and, and sit on top of the basketball hoop, like <laughs> it's it's just it's so different. Of a, it, it's unbelievable how good he is in a sport that traditionally is not as one on one as it is, and for him to still put up those numbers is 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 unbelievable. Also, thing to consider too is in hockey. He's dominant while playing less minutes than you would in, say, basketball. Right. So 
in basketball, your best player is going to be out there the majority of the game because you have what? Like you have five guys on the on the court and five bench players. You have four lines in hockey. So granted, right. your first line is going to get most of the minutes, and Connor McGavin is going to play 25 minutes a night. But where LeBron James would probably play 45 minutes out of the game. So it's right. you get that huge variation where how much time do they spend actually having an impact on the ice slash court? Connor McDavid had despite having less time on the ice, has just as much, if not greater, impact on the court. And again, not trying to discount any of what those guys do because they, they're incredible in their own sport, but we're just trying to explain. I don't know who we're explaining it to because I feel like everyone who's listening is a huge hockey fan. They know. I guess we're just <laughs> we're just venting how our feelings on the matter. Um, it's unreal, man. It's I, I, anytime I hear his name, I, I just think of the, the one time I got to see him live at LCA. and Floated. And- yeah, man, it, it's 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 truly indescribable. It's not like anything I've ever experienced. It like I've seen LeBron play live multiple times. I've seen Mike Trout and Shohei Otani play, and I'm a baseball first person, as most people know too. Like there, but but there is there is nothing that compares to watching Connor McDavid in person. It is it is like he is a a different human being than anyone else on the uh, on the ice. Yeah, completely agree. Alex Ovechkin is another one of those guys, too, who is not, I would, wouldn't say Connor McDavid levels of domination, but Alex Ovechkin, what he's done in his career has just been absolutely incredible. And the Red Wings are going to have a hell of a time. Again, he did score. Again, I said they held him to a goal, but he did score against the Detroit Red Wings last time they played. And despite his age, he's still chasing that Wayne Gretzky goal record. And the fact that it's feasible for him to break that, I mean, the Wings are going to have to really watch out, especially because he's got. 11 goals, 10 assists for 21 points in 12 games. He's he's hot again this season. Yeah, he, that that's a dude that all he does is produce. All he does is produce. It's it's just all production all the time. There there's no overpowering speed there or anything like that. It's just it's just elite production all the time his his entire career. Well, and it's and, like uh, yeah, they're gonna have they're gonna have a lot on their plate with him. You know, they've already played him once. That he got a goal in that one. They're you know handling him reasonably well, but uh, that's gonna be a game where it's gonna be really important for the defense, and it's also gonna be really important, really important as someone who loves to score in the crease and in the in the faceoff circle as much as he does. It's gonna be really important. For those uh, for those wingers to play defense and yes. not just focus on their on their offensive game as well. Well, that's the thing too. That's really what sets him apart from Connor McDavid. Is Connor McDavid does everything at elite level, where Alex Ovechkin, not saying he's not a complete player, but like he's definitely got his strengths and he's definitely got his weaknesses. But what he's good at, like nobody can stop him from doing it. Getting in that yeah. left circle and just un- unwinding slap shots and one timers, you know he's going to do it. They know to look for him, and yet they can't stop him. Like they that's just—that's how. When it comes to pure goal scoring ability, Alex Ovechkin may be the best who have, have ever played the game. I know, like, so Connor. We talked. We just raved about Connor McDavid. And Connor McDavid is just this complete package of just no weaknesses. But when it comes to just pure ability to put the puck in the net, Alex Ovechkin may be. And if he breaks the Wayne Gretzky's goal record, he will be but he may be the best goal, pure goal, goal scorer in NHL history. And the Red Wings, I mean, it seems obvious. I mean, there are other, there are other threats on this team, like Evgeny Kuznetsov, but if you want to beat the Capitals, you've got to shut down Ovechkin. Just Absolutely. 
And 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 they did they did really you know he still got a goal off like I said in the first one but still limited the production enough to get a win and that's really like you're not gonna stop them same with McDavid and and him right you're like you're not gonna you're not gonna put a blanket over him and and make them look invisible on the ice you're not he's not just gonna glide around but you 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 can't stop him but you can contain him yep. and you can contain him enough to win and that's all that's all we need baby. All the, that's all you need for a few points is just to contain them. You got to contain them and put up uh, points your own. You got to score goals, and luckily their goaltending situation has not been the best so far this season. Um, I don't know about in recent matches, but overall in the season, uh, Venacek has a save percentage of just nine oh six and a goals against average of two point five. While Samsonov has got a goal, goals against average of two ninety one and a save percentage of eight ninety three. So goaltending has definitely been an issue for them this season. Uh, so get scoring goals, come out flying like you did against Edmonton, pot a couple early, get a, get a nice lead. I mean, obviously you never take your foot off the gas pedal cause you don't want to Tampa Bay collapse, you know, but, uh, definitely come out flying and just contain Ovechkin as best you can. Contain Ovi as best you can. And roll onto a four game win streak. Damn right, baby. Four Let's soon. Let's soon. Go. Oracle four. mode. Oracle. Soon. Yes. Soon, baby. Soon. The All Mellow right. 3 celebration with four fingers. Yeah, Soon. there we go. Soon. All right, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee St- Sterling. Lee Sterling. Uh, that's going to do it for us here at Locked On Red Wings today on November 11th, 2021. We'll be back with you tomorrow for a game recap when the Red Wings beat the Capitals. Um, yeah, same time, same place. It's your team every day. Every day. (laughs) Just a little delayed today. Someone wasn't paying attention. (laughs) I looked down for two seconds. I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) What? What? You're locked on Red Wings. Your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.